Hello and welcome to Females Thriving Over 30. Today I'm joined by Soraya. Um, she is a woman of many, many talents. It's probably actually quicker to list what she doesn't do compared to what she does do. Um, but she is the current international Ms. UK. She's also a businesswoman and she manages a team of around 40 women. And she's also got her own business, Rays of Beauty by Ray Ray. And she's a YouTuber as well. So I will let her introduce herself a little bit more. So hi, Soraya. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Really excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Could you just tell everyone else a little bit more about you? So, yes, I am the current International Miss United Kingdom. I will be handing over next February. And, um, you know, I have been pretty privileged to be able to extend my reign for a few more months. So, obviously, I'm so excited. And when they told me, I said, yes, I'll keep it. <laughs> um, and as you said, I manage a team of 44 women that they are located in different parts of the globe. So it's a very international team. I am the head of production for the European Life Sciences Department at my company, which is a localization company. We basically work with medical companies and pharma companies to be able to translate their products into all the languages that they need to. Um, we do not translate anything ourselves, so we are basically like the middlemen. So uh, I have kind of like 44 children. <laughs> Lots of people to to manage and to nurture and to help grow and um, allow them to develop. And on the sides, on the weekends, I work in my passion, which is makeup. Um, with my business, Face of Beauty by Ray Ray. I mostly work in bodybuilding and photo shoots for bo mostly bodybuilding um, girls, so like in the fitness industry. And um, yes, I'm 35 years old, so literally I am on the 30s. <laughs> and um, I'm Spanish, if you couldn't tell from my accent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as I said, a very multi-talented woman. Do you speak multiple languages as well? Yeah, I do speak Spanish and English very fluently. French, um, I think I would need about two weeks in a French environment and then I would be back to be fluent. Um, if you ask me something in French now, I will really need to think about it because my brain works very weirdly in the sense of like I have been in the UK for so many years that now I mostly think in English. So then when I am trying to speak in French, kind of like I think in English, I translate it into Spanish and then from there it goes to French. <laughs> So I think I, I will need like about two weeks to get my brain into the the zone of like start thinking in French. Yeah, languages are very impressive to me. Don't worry, I don't know any other languages, so I'm not going to start asking you questions in French. <laughs> Oof, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but it really interests me. I'm so impressed by people that know multiple languages. So let's get into what we were, what we're here to talk about in terms yeah. of being over thirty. <laughs> and I know, for example pageantry you didn't start pageantry until after you were already in your 30s yeah. so can can you tell me a bit about kind of where you saw your life going in your 30s and and whether you are doing the things you expected to do or whether things are different to what you expected so that's a really really good question because when I turned 30 I thought that I had my life figured out like I was you know like I'm getting into my 30s and I now know 
everything and I'm ready to, you know, like I'm going to have my house and I'm going to get married and I'm going to have my first children when I'm 30. So I had like all of that idea of what my life was going to be when I turned 30. Clearly it was not <laughs> like I turned 30 and I was like, well, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like all the plans that I had made when I was in my 20s clearly are not what I expected they were going to be because obviously there is many factors that happen in life. Um, pageantry, in a way, I I did my first pageant with 33 years old um, after the pandemic, literally like looking for something different uh, to do and thinking that obviously pageants were really behind me. Like I thought you need to be up to 26 years old to be able to compete. And obviously because of my height, that was kind of like a dream that was out of the question for me because I am five foot tall. So even like in my 20s, I knew this was not going to happen. So when after the pandemic, I started looking into it and I saw that, well, there is no age restrictions. There is no high restrictions for some of the national pageants here in the UK. Um, I decided to go for it and fulfill a dream that when I was in my teens, I thought I would be fulfilling in my 20s. So that literally kind of like showed me that there is no expiration date for any of the plans that we have for our life, that everybody had their own path and their own timing for things to happen. And that in many things, you know, the universe is what decides when we are doing certain things. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like entering pageants in your 30s? Obviously, you've ha you've had a very successful pageant career so far. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Soraya won a, a title previous to her current one as well. So do you feel like you'd have had that same success if you'd have had the opportunity to do pageants in your 20s? Or do you think the person you are now in your 30s mm. made you better prepared to take that on? You know, that is that is one of the things that I see very often with young girls that actually are trying to compete for the bigger pageants, for like, you know, the Grand Slam pageants, and that they get really discouraged when they they don't place or, you know, they, they don't get to that top three, top two or, or, or winning. Um, I do really believe that having done, done my pageants in my 30s, I have kind of like that life experience behind me that uh, when it comes to interview, it's sometimes really difficult to choose what you want to highlight out of everything that you've done, um, which is great because it gives you like a really big, um, I don't know how to say it in, in English, but kind of like a, like a lot of, of things that you can talk about that maybe when you are just starting uh, your life per se, you know, like after you finish um, school and you're going to go into uni, you don't have that many things that you can maybe talk about. Right. Um, and also, the mentality of like, I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, I'm just here for me. I'm getting on stage. I don't care what anybody's thinking about, like if my dress is the correct one, if I'm walking certain way. So it just makes you feel, I think, more confident when you're on the stage because you are there for you. You are not thinking about what everybody else is thinking about your performance. Yeah, I definitely agree that I think my confidence has completely transformed from like now heading into my 30s in comparison to my 20s, because I don't I think for me, having a child made a difference as well. Mm -hmm. um, but even just aging, I feel like the older I get, the more confident I am in who I am and the more 
like unapologetic I am about who I am mm-hmm. and I'm I'm totally okay if if I'm not somebody's cup of tea whereas I feel like when I was younger I really wanted to please everyone and I've started yeah. living more for myself now exactly I mean that that's one of the things that I've 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 always been a people pleaser I'm still am in certain ways you know like there are certain things that you know at work and stuff you want to be liked and you know um but I've really learned that at the end of the day, life is too short. So you shouldn't really worry about what other people is thinking about you or if they will like to like, like you or don't like you. You know, like you just need to do what you feel is right for you and you need to learn how to say no as well. Um, conserve your peace. Uh, you don't have to be everywhere and do absolutely everything. And that's okay. I agree 100%. And in terms of your career as well, how has your career, I don't know much about your career history. So how has your career like evolved as you've got mm-hmm. into your 30s as well? So, I mean, it's very, I'm just going to tell you what happened when I finished um, school, when I did my, well, the, the equivalent to our A-levels in Spain, right? Um, you have the same thing, right? You do your A-levels kind of thing. That is only like um, 60% of your like 40 percent of your grade and then 60 percent is what you've done in the last two years of of school right and with that you're going to be able to choose university so i've my whole life i've wanted to be an actress i mean if you cannot tell by me wanting to be on a stage and having a youtube channel (laughs) (laughs) i've always wanted to be in front of a camera i just wanted to be an, an actress and um when i was just looking into a degree to do at university, I found translational interpreting. And I thought interpreting meant acting. So that's why I went into it, not because I <laughs> wanted to do languages or anything, you know, just because I wanted to, to I thought it was acting. Um, one of my whole, like when I, my first day at, at, at uni, I was like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> But this is one of the reasons that I'm saying, like, you know, the universe has a path for you and has has a plan. And I guess the plan for me was just to get into this degree, learn different languages and um, ended up working in the translation industry. When I first when I finished uni, um, I started doing an internship on something that they didn't really teach you at school, which was project management. That's, that's, that was not one of the um, career paths that you could have with a translation and interpreting degree. So I started there because I needed money because I had just bought a house in Spain, um, like a little flat uh, that was like a um, the, the government had these little plans. Um, I don't know if there is anything similar here in the UK, but they had these little plans where you can buy a house for like very cheap, um, but you couldn't sell it or do anything with it for like a certain amount of years. So because I got into that, it was like a, like a, like a draw, like you put your, your name in it and then they select people. So my name was called and then I was like, great, I have a house, but then, oh shit, now I need to pay for all of this, <laughs> right? So I started, um, doing this, this, uh, this, uh, position as a, as a project coordinator that it was called in there. And that's how I discover project management within the, the translation industry. And I start just like, you know, slowly, um, getting promoted from coordinator to junior project manager, project manager. 
Um, then when I was 26, I was offered the um, possibility to move to the UK because they needed a project manager in the office that they were opening here. So obviously, I didn't have a family. I didn't really have anything that really uh, made me want to stay in Spain. Only my house, but oh well, you can rent those things, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I decided I decided to move. And um, and in here, in about two years, I got promoted to senior PM. And two years later, um, as I turned 30, I got promoted to my current position as um, head of the department for for life sciences. So that's basically how everything happened. So that's why I wanted to ask. It's really interesting, by the way, to hear about your um your career and how it happened as well because I did performing arts was my my like uh, I did BTEC performing arts that was what I did during mm. A level so I really thought that I was going to go into um, performing arts of some sort and then I decided to take a different path and that's how I ended up being more involved in marketing but I wanted to ask about mm-hmm. obviously you manage a lot of women now mm-hmm. before you turned 30 did you manage people then as well and how has your you know, do you think you could have done the job that you're doing now then? Or do you think the skills that you have now that you need in your 30s to be able to manage like 44 women? That's quite a big job. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't manage um, anyone directly. I've always been kind of like a mentor for everybody that was getting new into the team. Kind of like I've I've always kind of had that uh, mentality of like, I want to challenge myself. So if anything is thrown at me, even though it's scary, I'm just going to go and do it. I just want to learn it. Um, and that's what got me into obviously getting the skills to be able to mentor people. And then when they offer me the, the position for directing um, the department, um, it was scary at first, obviously, <laughs> because you're, you're, you're going from being someone's colleague. And being someone kind of like confident and, you know, like having those talks at lunchtime to be their direct supervisor. So I do believe that I wouldn't have been able to have the success that I have had currently if I had done that at 26, 27 years old. Because I don't think I was emotionally mature enough to be able to know when I need to separate on, yes, we can just like have that little conversation, a little gossip to the point of like, okay, now I'm your manager. We need to have a serious conversation or, you know, we need to have that, that little separation. So it was not, it was not, um, very easy at the beginning because obviously trying to navigate that as well without any training because I didn't receive any, any training or any support. It was difficult. I think also I was very, very lucky with the people that I have had in my team, um, which I think that plays a really big role in the success. Um, but yeah, definitely earlier in life, I don't think I would have been able to manage that properly. I probably would have been overwhelmed and wanted to cry and jump out of the window. (laughs) 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 That's why I wanted to ask, because I do think there's a certain level of just life skill, like you say, like almost emotional intelligence, just so many mm-hmm. skills that you need to be able to do a job where you're managing that many people. And you mentioned something interesting like that I'd like to touch on there. And it was that kind of feel the fear and do it anyway. 
which mm-hmm. is definitely something that I live by because I think a lot of the time people see the things that I do or me putting myself out there and they think that I'm just really confident and I don't get scared to do things but actually it's just because if I am scared to me it's more of a reason to do it and I push myself mm-hmm. to do it even more which sounds like is the way you live as well yeah, yeah um, 100% so what would be your advice to somebody who wants to put themselves out there and maybe do something similar to what you've done and um, whether that be pageantry or YouTube or in their careers what advice would you give to them I have um very very young I don't know who said this but I remember like I was very young and I heard this quote that someone said I mean I don't, maybe this literal translation is not correct but something like like success is on the other side of fear right so um even if it scares you you have to you just need to go and do it because even if you don't succeed at first you are learning something so you are just going to get some kind of lesson out of it that is going to allow you to then put into practice for the next time that you are given the opportunity to do it again and then you will be able to succeed. Uh, it might not happen, it might not happen the first time. It might take you a while, but that is okay. You know, like you, we learn and we implement, you know, that's something that I tell to, to my girls every single time when I decide to give them some kind of work I have in my team I have people that have just been out of uni people that have been working in the industry for years and they all handle the same kind of job you know The, the 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 title basically is only according to how many years they have been working but it has nothing to do with the capacity or the ability that they have to handle certain things so the more junior people always come to me and say like oh but this this is so difficult I I don't know if I can do it and I'm like I won't give you something if I don't trust and I don't have that trust in you that you can do it. We are able to make mistakes and that's completely fine. And we're all going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. What we need to do is to be able to learn from the mistakes and not do them again. Then we're completely fine, you know. But what if the client, you know, complains and is angry because we have not done this correctly? It's fine. They are going to give you a pass. They're not, go- they're not going to give you three passes. So as long as you learn from the first one, that's completely fine. And then that's how we grow and how we end up succeeding in what we're doing. I love that. And you know what? It's so true. What you just said made me think about it. And I think maybe our level of fear of failure changes. So mm-hmm. I think the older I've got, the more the like the less fear I have of failing I Mm -hmm. I accept I accept when I fail a lot easier than I did when I was younger and I think having that deeper confidence in who you are allows you to give yourself more grace and to like not be scared of things going wrong exactly and and again it's okay that when it goes wrong at the beginning you feel defeated and you feel deflated and you feel like you want to give up and you know all the effort that you put was for nothing that's completely fine and a valid feeling to have but then you need to reflect on it. So after a few days, you start looking back and it's like, yeah, that's right. I should have done this, you know, in pageantry, you know, many times. Um, in, in, as an example, my international pageant, I got second runner up and I was sad. Don't get me wrong. I was sad because I wanted to win. I wanted to bring that crown to the UK. And then after a few days, I start like reflecting on it and say like, what did go wrong? Oh, 
maybe I should have had a little bit more time to do my hair. Maybe it was my hair. Maybe it was something that I could that I could fix. Then we have the video. You just look back at it and you see like, oh, okay, what what can I improve for the next time? Okay, I could have been better. Now I know what I need to fix for the next time. So then we we get closer to that um, winning the international title. Uh, that happens at work as well. Um, it happened when I I did uh, the floors of my house. I removed the carpet and I put out the floors of my house, the laminate floor myself. The first room, let me tell you, it took me forever. It was not a pretty job, but I've learned from it. So then the next few rooms, I knew what I had to do and what I didn't have to do. So, yeah, that's basically it. We, we live, we learn and we improve. Yeah, I totally get that. We're renovating a house at the moment. <laughs> We're definitely having those experiences. Uh, I'm looking at the fact that my husband's been doing most of it, but there's definitely things that we've done and we're like, okay, next time we do it, we're definitely not going to do that. We're like mm-hmm. redoing rooms that we did like a year ago now yeah. that we've learned from the mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. So you can go in like, okay, you know what I need to do now? Or you will also go into the way of like, okay. I'm not doing it myself. I'm paying for someone. So I'm going to save and I'm going to pay someone to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's definitely something we need to do in life. And just like you say, reflecting on those times where things don't go how you wanted them to. It's about accepting it, reflecting on it and learning from it. And I think that's really important. So I have one more question for you. Um, I just want to ask, what would be like in your 30s so far what do you think has been one of the hardest things that you faced or whether I don't know how you felt when you turned 30 but did you find that difficult kind of what have been the what's been the biggest challenge and also what has been the biggest highlight so when I turned 30 um yeah as I said I felt that I had life figured out and everything is going to turn out as I thought it was going to be I think the biggest disappointing disappointment has been um trying to have a baby is not been as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um obviously those are the things that you don't really think about. You think that, yeah, when you turn thirty, thirty-five, you know, there's people that are having kids with forty, forty-five and stuff. But obviously you don't think about that. I will say try to accept that I thought that I didn't have you know, I could just do it at, at any age and and seeing that Oh, well, maybe it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be and trying to accept that and find other solutions. And then the highlight, I think, would have been, yes, getting into the pageant and this, you know, fulfilling that dream that I thought it was forever gone, you know, (laughs) just finding that there's actually things that you can accomplish later on and and to never give up on your dreams. You know, that's one of the things as well, you know, on, on the disappointment side with the, the trying for a baby is, is being really hard, but not to lose your hope because it can happen at any moment, you know, and try not to obsess because let me tell you, my brain works 24 seven and <laughs> I obsess about things a lot. Um, I also think that right now there is too much information out there that when we were growing up or when I was growing up, when I was in my 20s, there was not that many access to information. And I think we lived um, a little bit more free in a way Like we didn't care that much. We didn't have that much access to not just information, but like opinions of people or things like that that we do now. So 
yeah, I think I need to learn how to let go of searching things online. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think actually like being somebody who, you know, like somebody who does set goals themselves, you're clearly one of those kind of kind of people as well. People that kind of aim high and do set themselves goals and um, we want to achieve certain things in our life. It is kind of we do end up spending time thinking about how we can achieve our goals, looking for information, mm-hmm. searching for that information to find it. And like you say, sometimes we can almost know too much because then we start trying to control things that aren't necessarily yeah. within our control. Um, and it, I know what you mean about being able to just let go and just know things are going to work out the way that they should mm-hmm. or the way they're supposed to yeah. can be a really powerful thing, but not always an easy thing for us it's to do. It's not easy. Let me tell you, for me, it's not easy. I'm really trying. I'm trying not to just go on Google and search things. Um, I'm really trying as well when when I am going on TikTok or Instagram, trying to just like mute certain had some things coming in because there is so much information not all the information is correct um so i'm really trying not to obsess too much about all the steps that you need to do or what kind of things you need to buy all those things i'm really trying not to obsess too much about it in general with with everything yeah it can definitely be one of the hardest things though so i think everyone would be with you on that that when there's something you really want, it's hard. It's really mm. hard to not do that. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we end this episode? Um, no, just just for everybody that you know is a, in their late twenties and they they feel like they are they have not accomplished everything that they thought they would be accomplishing before turning thirty. You know, don't get discouraged. Anything can happen at any point. Uh, Life and the universe has a path for you and whatever is meant to be is going to be. And just keep doing what you're doing and um, learn like me or try to, as I'm doing, not to obsess over things. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest and thanks for being so open. I really know people will learn so much and take so much from listening to this. So I really, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I hope that I didn't talk too much. And uh, thank you so much for, for having me. It's been really a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time.